Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and what I'm doing in the next few days is a series of fictional scenarios of what moments after the rapture of the true Christians may be like. Each will be from the point of view of different religions, as well as how some well-known people may react when all the born-again followers of Jesus Christ are suddenly gone, and they are left behind. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. Pay attention. The rapture could happen at any moment. Are you ready? Here we go. Left Behind After the Rapture, The New World Order and the Mark of the Beast. As we wrap up this series of fictional scenarios of what being left behind after the rapture of the true born-again Christian believers may look like, we start to see the world at its worst. It is the end of the world as we know it. There are three types of people. The new Christians, these folks realize what happened at the rapture. They believed and they surrendered their lives to Jesus. These also included the 144,000 Jewish Billy Graham type evangelists. We have the followers of the Antichrist. These people were actually happy the Christians were gone. They are godless, leftists, communists, socialists, Marxists, Satan worshipers, secularists, humanists, etc. Then we have the non-believers. They haven't made up their minds who they will follow. However, they will have to very soon. And if you click on over to my blog, if you've missed any of the, the prior stories, and there's been 11, so this is the penultimate, so there'll be one more tomorrow. Um, you can click on over to my blog, and there's links to all of them, or you can search through um, whatever podcast app you're looking for. So um, the first one was Progressives, and then yesterday's was 144,000. Again, this is fiction. Any resemblance to any person living or dead is pure coincidence. Furthermore, no one knows the day or the hour of the rapture. Only God the Father knows. Also, we don't know how soon the Great Tribulation will start after the rapture. The idea behind all this is to get you to understand that you have to be ready. It could happen at any moment, and you really don't want to be left behind. So we're in Phoenix, Arizona, four years after the rapture of the church. Pastor Wayne marveled at the thousands of people who were praying simultaneously in new Christian churches all over the Americas, or what was left of them. He was extremely grateful to God for the second chance he received. The last four years were rough to say the least and he was amazed at the fortitude his local flock had. He could see the hand of God through everything that was happening here and around the world. To the new Christian, it was obvious that God was in control and that he could be trusted. We could definitely not trust the Antichrist in his new world order. The world was now enveloped in totalitarianism. Our remnant needed to stay strong and keep the faith. At least that's what he planned to tell them as he warned them of what was coming next. As the prayer was winding down, he noticed that everyone's forehead was glowing. Each and every person here had the mark of God on their foreheads. The sight of the seals gave Wayne an unimaginable peace as he walked up to the pulpit. He was in the main sanctuary of what used to be North Phoenix Baptist Church. They were linked to remnant congregations via satellite all over the Western Hemisphere. 
Let us pray, he began. Father, thank you for allowing us to meet like this, connected with brothers and sisters all over the Americas. Father, open the hearts and minds and eyes of this flock to help them to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us. Help us to be obedient to your commands and help us to seek your will for our lives and our world. In Jesus' name, amen. He took a deep breath and began his message. We are the tribulation saints. John wrote about us in the book of Revelation. It was nice of God to give us a blueprint of what the future would look like. My one regret is that I didn't take it seriously before the rapture. I am also grateful for the Bible prophecy preachers and teachers who recorded so many videos on YouTube. If it wasn't for them, we would be lost and following the Antichrist, who was Satan personified. One of them, Jan Markell, summed up the times after the rapture as the six D's. Devastation, dissension, disease, disaster, death, and delusion. Let me show you this graphic, and you can click on over to my blog to take a look at the graphic. It's from um, Amir Sarfati, another great Bible prophecy teacher who was also a Messianic Jew from Israel. And it shows the seven seal judgments, the seven trumpet judgments, and the seven bowl judgments of the book of Revelation. You know, very nice chart, and it says exactly what the world is going to go through after the rapture, during the Great Tribulation. Okay, um, continuing with Wayne's sermon here. It's interesting that everything's been happening just as the Bible, the Word of God, predicted. The two witnesses have come and gone. That's in, what, chapter 11 of Revelation. The Antichrist broke the peace treaty with Israel after three and a half years. You notice that this graphic jumps from Revelation 11 to then 15 and 16. We are going through Revelation 13 right now, so there are more judgments yet to come. What's really sad is that as predicted in Revelation 9, there are still people who refuse to believe. In Revelation 9, 20 to 21, Paul, uh, John wrote, But the people who did not die in these plagues still refuse to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. They continue to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their sexual immorality or their thefts. If you would turn to your Bibles to Revelation 13, oh, by the way, wasn't it nice of our Christian predecessors to leave behind all their Bibles for us? The congregation laughed and many replied, Amen! Wayne began to read. Revelation 13. Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns, with ten crowns on its horns. And written on each head were names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard, but it had the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave the beast his power and throne and great authority. I saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshipped the dragon for giving the beast such power and they also worshiped the beast. 
Who is as great as the beast? They exclaimed. Who is able to fight against him? It's Revelation 13, 1 through 4. <clears throat> as Wayne continues his sermon. This recently happened. Some overzealous rebel tried to kill the Antichrist. Doctors pronounced him dead at the scene, but then miraculously he was healed. He fulfilled this prophecy. The dragon is Satan, who is giving the Antichrist and who is giving the Antichrist even more power than he had before. Continuing, verse 5. Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God. And he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belong to this world worship the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Anyone who was destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone destined to die by the sword will die by the sword. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. And Wayne continues, my dear friends, if you thought it's been rough since the rapture, you ain't seen nothing yet. We may not have the privilege of meeting like this for much longer. That's why tonight's service is so critical. Let's go on. Verse 11. Then I saw another beast come up out of the earth. He had two horns like those of a lamb, but he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast. And he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. He did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky while everyone was watching. And then with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast, of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Wayne continues. First, we haven't seen the second beast yet. I'm assuming he's a false prophet. The New World Order will now not just be political, but religious also. I have a feeling this person is that new pope that the Roman Catholics chose after Pope Francis resigned. And that story is in a, a couple of, I think the third, my third one in the series. Notice that he's been keeping a low profile. You watch. Everyone will be commanded to worship the Antichrist. 
We can't. Don't give in. Stay strong. Be rooted in the word of God. Pray continuously, just like the apostle Paul told us to do. Moreover, whatever you do, do not take the mark of the beast. The world was primed for this with the whole COVID-19 vaccine issue. We had to present our hand or forehead to get our temperature taken when we wanted to go to the gym. And I hate to say it when we reopened our church. We then needed proof of vaccination before we can go to the bank, ride on public transportation, or travel anywhere on a plane. So far, we've been able to do business with the government, but there will come a time when we will have to choose between getting the mark of the beast or dying. Personally, I tell you, I'd rather be hung as a traitor to the Antichrist than be condemned by God for taking the mark. Friends, God gave us the book of Revelation to warn us. Consider this fair warning. If there are any of you listening tonight, no matter where you are, who are not sure if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, now's the time to come forward and receive the true salvation of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Merciful God, thank you for warning us of your judgment of the world and thank you for giving us a second chance to repent and accept the salvation that can only be found through your son, Jesus Christ, who so generously gave his life so that we can have eternal life with you in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Protect us, guide us, provide for us. We trust you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and the people said, Amen. Several people stood up and went forward to surrender their lives to Christ. Next day, when Wayne got the report of the night's attendance, he was amazed that over one billion people watched and three million gave their lives to Christ. People, now's the time for salvation. Right now, the year 2021. Charles Spurgeon once said, believe or be damned. Folks, that's what it comes down to, believe or be damned. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture, what you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart. If you don't know what to say, if you're not sure what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of my blog, um, I also have a link to the series on the book of Revelation that I already did, and we should not be afraid of reading the book of Revelation. It has wonderful promises for true believers. And I did the series last year, so uh, please check it out in the bottom of my blog. And also in the bottom of my blog, I have three videos from Amir Sarfati that you must watch if you want to be ready. One is um, the Antichrist, who, where, when, and why. The other one is how close are we to the mark of the beast. And the other one is a, a really nice roundup on the book of Revelation. So there is no excuse for not wanting to be left behind. Seriously, you don't want to be left behind. You really don't. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth 
that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.